This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. The X-Zone Radio Show with Rob McConnell is largely an opinion talk show. All opinions, comments, or statements of fact expressed by Rob McConnell's guests are strictly their own and are not to be construed as those of the Exxon Radio Show or endorsed in any manner by Rob McConnell, Relmar McConnell Media Company, the Exxon Broadcast Network, its affiliated networks, stations, employees, or advertisers. All hit radio. Welcome to the X Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. And welcome back to the X-One, everyone. I am Rob McConnell. We're coming to you from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, around the world on the X-One Broadcast Network and our growing family of broadcast affiliates. We're also on uh, the Sirius Digital Broadcast Network. We're also on the Wi-Fi Broadcast Network and also throughout Europe on Radio X. You can check us out online at any social media site simply by typing in X-One Radio TV. Our main website for the radio show is exoneradiotv.com. And to find out all about the programming that is available to you 24-7, 365 on the Exxon Broadcast Network, visit our website at www.xzbn.net. As all of you know, earlier this year I had the pleasure of going down to Florida and seeing uh, Larry Lawrence of the, of the Paranormal Stakeout Show, and he introduced me to... Two great people, Mary Jo Fister and um, Greg Bush. And uh, these two people were the founders of the, of, the, of the organization that put together one of the most productive uh, Unity Conferences that I have ever seen and been part of, the Power Unity Conference in Felsmere, Florida. Before we get to our guests, let me tell you a little bit about them. Mary Jo Fister. Uh, she is the co-lead investigator, EVP specialist, and case manager of the Off the Trails Paranormal Investigations. She is a retired social studies teacher. She had a lifelong interest in the paranormal with experiences throughout her life. Her first was as a young child in a room where two violent crimes occurred. She has lived in two haunted houses. She enjoys the historical aspect of the paranormal. Greg Bush is also the co-lead investigator, had also many personal experiences, and has set out on a quest to record and document proof of paranormal activity. Greg is also assistant case manager for the team. His background is in finance and as a retired golf professional. If you'd like to find out more about uh, Mary Jo and Greg and the Off-Trail Paranormal Investigations, just go to their website, www.offthetrailsparanormalinvestigations.org. And Mary, Joe, and Greg, first of all, thank you for having us down to attend your conference. You did a fantastic job. Well, thank you, and thank you for coming to the conference. We enjoyed having you there. Uh, thank yes. you. Uh, first of all, tell me about the, the house where you lived in and the two violent crimes that that occurred well the house with the two violent crimes was actually um my father's parents house Mm -hmm. so my grandparents and um when i was really young three maybe um i would go up to this room because there was something that was kind of scary about that room and i was Mm -hmm. just going to prove to myself that i wasn't going to be scared i see and um i would go up there and 
every time we visit and we did stay with them for a few weeks and it wasn't until I was much older that I found out that um, my grandmother mm -hmm. and her oldest son had been uh, attacked and shot in that room. Oh my gosh. And uh, she recovered, but he didn't, and he was only 19. And they never did solve the crime. Now, while you were in that room, um, did you see any, did you happen to see either of these two past relatives? Uh, or did, no. What did I, it feel like? It just, it felt, I can't quite describe it. It was off. Mm -hmm. There was, there was, um, I could feel a lot of anger and a lot of grief in that room. Right. And it just, it wasn't the same as the rest of the house. And it, it just kind of scared me because as I said, I was really young. Yeah. And didn't quite know how to verbalize what I was feeling. And when I said, oh, there's something, I think I used the word spooky or something upstairs. And they just told me, oh, it's just your imagination. You know? And it was always my imagination. <laughs> you know, I, I hear that from a lot of people that I've had the pleasure of meeting over the years doing this show that when they used to talk to their parents or their guardians, it was always the same. Oh, it's, it's just your imagination. Greg Bush, Mary Jo Fister, please stand by. You and I have to take our first commercial break. Thanks so much for joining us. And again, thank you very much for the great hospitality that, that you showed us while we were down in Florida at the Power Unity Conference that was held in Felsmere, Florida. We'll be back on the other side of this break as we continue broadcasting from our, hmm, how should I say this? Our corporate studios now. Yeah, corporate studios and master control here in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. My name is Rob McConnell. Don't go away. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. How would you like to be able to read other people's minds? Well, the next best thing is here. When you know how to read a person's name, you know how the person thinks, feels, and behaves. Each letter in our name holds a key to unlock our true essence. Our name contains both our gifts and challenges in this lifetime. Nemology Science discovers personality secrets hidden in the placement of the letters of our names, including the first and last impression people remember about us. Sharon shows us how to interpret the arrangement of letters as outlined in her book, Know the Name, Know the Person. Sharon Lynn Wyeth created Nemology Science after 18 years of research and testing her theories and has supported thousands of people around the world in understanding themselves and others better. You'll enjoy Sharon's unique teachings as she shares her system to learn the gifts behind your given birth name. Even if you don't like your birth name, there are jewels in this book. If you're thinking of changing your name, ready to name your child, or wanting to get along better with others, this is the book for you. If you'd like to improve your relationships and change your life for the better, get the book today. Know the name, know the person. Or visit www.knowthename.com. That's www.knowthename.com. Take a step back in time and discover old Florida cuisine at Marsh Landing Restaurant in Felsmere, Florida. Enjoy delicacies such as frog legs, gator tail, catfish, and swamp cabbage, or enjoy the more traditional cuisine such as hand-cut Angus steaks, ribs, and seafood. Join us for breakfast with a southern flair featuring sweet potato pancakes, biscuits and gravy, and much more. Planning a party? Marsh Landing's private dining rooms can accommodate groups from 8 to 80 people. While you visit, enjoy the historic pictures, artifacts, and stories that line the walls. Marsh Landing is truly a unique experience. Marsh Landing Restaurant, 44 North Broadway in historic downtown Felsmere. Or visit 
marshlandingrestaurant.com. Marsh Landing, Old Florida cuisine at its best. If you're a seeker, don't miss the inspiring book, Shamanic Awakening, Between the Dark and the Daylight. This remarkable work chronicles shamanic counselor and indigenously trained dream decoder Sandra Cochran's 35 years of experience with diverse wisdom keepers throughout the Americas. Sandy's initiations across the British Isles, Turkey, Greece, and Egypt, combined with her knowledge of symbology, psychology, and myth, influence her dream blog and workshops. Sandy offers private readings, sacred international journeys, a meditative CD, and her book, Shamanic Awakening, to encourage you as you navigate your earthwalk and create a deeper connection to yourself. Find this and more at her website, starwalkervisions.com. And welcome back to the Exxon. I am Rob McConnell. Our guests this hour, Mary Jo Fister and Mr. Greg Bush himself, are joining us from Florida. Mary Jo and um, and uh, Greg were the sponsors and the people who put together the Power Unity Gathering that was held in January in Felsmere, Florida. They did a fascinating job. Uh, congratulations once again, and once again, thank you for the hospitality that you showed us while we were down there. Greg, tell us about your paranormal experiences and what drew you into the world of seeking the truth when it comes to those on the other side. My paranormal experiences uh, probably were a little less interesting than Mary Jo's. I mm-hmm. never lived in a haunted house or anything like that. Uh, mine existed mostly on if we travel somewhere, maybe to a museum or something when I was a child, I would see something out of the corner of my eye. Mm-hmm. Uh, things like that. That was the extent of my experiences. Uh, my interest in it really developed just talking to Mary Jo and hearing about her experiences and she heard a little bit about mine and we thought, you know, this would be great if we could just get answers. Answers to questions we had, answers to questions everybody has. Um, what have been some of the answers that you've been able to to get through your individual investigations as well as with the Off the Trails Paranormal Investigations Group that you people co-lead? Well, I think one of the questions that we had is, are spirits able to travel within an area or mm-hmm. are they stuck in one place, one house, one building? And I think that we believe now that they are able to travel freely mm-hmm. if they wish to do that. How do they do that? You know, um, I always thought that hauntings and, and ghosts usually stuck around the same place. So how did you folks come up with this this um, this hypothesis that they're able to travel from one place to another? Well, we asked them. Ah, okay. And and we've gotten the answer that, yes, they do go different places. They are able to travel mm-hmm. back and forth. Mm-hmm. And so we're taking their word for it at that point. Many times they'll answer us through uh, flashlight conversations, uh, through use of the uh, different equipment we have, where they can indicate a yes or no to us by touching the equipment. What is a, fla- to- what is a flashlight conversation for the listeners who may not know? Yeah, we use a flashlight, the, the type that can turn on and off by twisting the head of it. Mm-hmm. It's a small flashlight. And we'll turn it in the off position. we put it down, and then we'll ask a yes or no question, such as, is there anyone in here with us right now? Mm-hmm. And we'll wait, and usually they will activate the flashlight. They'll turn it on. How do they do that? Using their energy. Uh, they touch it gives enough energy to the flashlight to come on. Wow. And then we ask them to turn it off because we'll have another question. And they usually will back away from it, turn it off. And then we ask another question. And, of course, we don't just rely on the flashlight. Sure. We also have the spirit box and, and um, 
the K2 meter and the Mel and mm-hmm. different items that we use. Tell us about tell us about the Off the Trails Paranormal Investigations and how it's got started, what you guys do, who your members are, and just give us a little bit of an idea. Uh, well, it started with Greg and I mm-hmm. and our son, uh, Bo, and we just decided that we really wanted to get some answers and we started to do some investigating. Mm-hmm. Um, we do private homes a lot. People have questions. They know something's going on in the house. And often they're either very afraid or they think they're going crazy. And we'll come and investigate the house for them and try to get some answers. So how long how long has uh, Off the Trails Paranormal Investigations been uh, been doing investigations? Well, at least eight years. You, 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 we're having problems hearing you at times, Mary Jo. Okay, it, at least eight years. Wow. And how many investigations would you say you've conducted over those eight years? Um, 250 or so. Wow. Unbelievable. Yes, a lot. Now, as I said uh, earlier, you co-hosted the um, Power Unity gathering, which was in uh, January. Did the event meet your expectations as the organizers? Yes, I think it did. I think everybody that was in attendance uh, enjoyed themselves mm-hmm. and learned something. Um, got to learn about different techniques and opinions. We got to meet each other, which mm-hmm. is um I think really important mm-hmm. and everybody's just given us really um, positive feedback. What are your plans for the next one that's coming up? I believe it's the uh, number four. That's correct. And we want to reach an even wider audience than we were able to reach the last couple of times. Mm-hmm. And we thought maybe if we had it in the summer, right. Right. Perhaps more people would, would be able to attend. And so we're going to be holding it this coming August in Felsenburg. Um, so are, are you going to expand it or are you just going to keep the, to the main, um, ghost, ghost hauntings? Are you going to invite groups from other parts of Florida to participate? Are you opening up more to the public? Uh, yes, on both counts. We are going to, again, invite all the groups that we know about mm-hmm. in Florida. We are going to open it up to the public. I think that the public uh, enjoys the education. Mm-hmm. I think it's it's our role to help educate people about really what is going on in the paranormal, and it's it's not just always ghosts. It can be time travel and uh, cryptids like um, Bigfoot right. and, and Nessie. It can be UFOs and aliens. There's a lot of aspects to it. So, uh, so you're going to open it up to the entire paranormal realm. Correct. Excellent. Um, I'd just like to get back to your group for uh, for a couple of minutes here, the Off the Trails Paranormal Investigations. Do you people operate in one specific area, or do you go where the call comes from? Oh, we go where the call comes from. Um, there's a lot in Florida, but we have gone into mm-hmm. Georgia, the Carolinas, um, Louisiana, Ohio, Pennsylvania, all the way up to Maine, as a matter of fact. How and now I'm I'm sorry. How many members are there in your in your organization? Well, there's ten, but probably six or seven are the ones that are really active and come on all the investigations, or at least most of them. And does each member of the organization have a specific expertise? Yes, they all bring something to the group. Um, for example, Sandy and Angel are our skeptics. Mm-hmm. Um. Clint is a new member, and he's one of our tech guys. Laura's got a great um, questioning for EVPs, and she's got some good ideas for some different methods to use in the upcoming investigations. Um, Greg's a good organizer, and I'm an empath and clairaudient. So, yeah, everybody is bringing something to the table when when we do an investigation. Does any member of your organization have a special ability that they use during the investigations? Well, I'm using my empath ability, and Sandy and Laura and Angel are all Mm -hmm. um, sensitive as well, and they're working on developing that. What are some of the techniques that you use in a typical paranormal investigation? 
Well, we like role playing. That seems to be very effective. Um, for example, if we are doing a business, mm-hmm. we'll come to the counter and ask for help. Um, if we're in a hospital, we can ask for a doctor or a nurse or pretend to be a doctor or a nurse. And we've gotten some great results, um, especially with Bo being a doctor. Um, we um, now, when you say when you say with Bo being a doctor, is he is he an actual doctor? No, I meant with the role play. Uh, I see, I see, I see. Okay. Um, we also use the K two meter as yes no um, for EVPs. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we just sit quietly and listen and look and see if we can hear or see anything. Um, and I found music is really good as a trigger. Playing music will often get a response. Hmm. How long does a typical investigation take? Well, of course, that varies depending on the activity. Um, Usually, probably about three and a half to four hours, Um, sometimes much longer. Sometimes if we get to a site and nothing is going on, maybe Mm -hmm. two two hours. And if there's nothing going on, then there's no point in, in staying on. Greg, where has been the most uh, active investigation that you people have done? Oh, um, I would say probably uh, Mansfield Reformatory in Ohio Mm -hmm. and uh, Rolling Hills Asylum up in New York. Mm -hmm. Those are two that were extremely active. Um, And what kind of activity were you able to detect at these two places? Shadow figures, um, voices, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, slamming doors. Wow. Um, all kinds of things like that, yes. Um, and there was a couple of incidences, which we'll touch on in a little while, about things that happened at uh, Rolling Hills Asylum and Mansfield Reformatory. Yeah, I'd love to hear about them uh, when we come back from the news break that we're going to have to take in a couple of minutes. How do you deal with skepticism? How do you deal with people who say, ah, oh, there's no such thing as a ghost, Mary Jo? I don't argue with them, Rob. Yeah. Uh, you know, I can state my beliefs, mm-hmm. and I can give some examples of why I think what I think, but I'm not going to argue because if they're totally against anything paranormal, I'm probably not going to change their mind in one conversation. It is fun, though, um, and very gratifying when somebody who had previously said there's no such thing suddenly realizes that there is. How often does that happen, though? Not often. Not often. Mm. I I will say that. Um, At least not in our presence. Ah. (laughs) So so they become closet believers. (laughs) Possibly. (laughs) So out of 200 investigations, you go in, you do the investigation. Some take hours, others take much longer. You gather evidence, you collect the evidence, you analyze the evidence. This ties up a lot of your time. Yes, it does, but we're very passionate about mm-hmm. what we're doing. We really want to know what some of the answers are. Do you think we're getting, then, do you think we're getting closer, Mary Jo? I think we're getting closer. I think it's a long, slow journey, mm-hmm. but I think that we're making progress. And the more of us that are serious about what we're doing and not just in it for the fun, let's go see a ghost and get scared. But the people who are really in it seriously, I think, are learning more and more. Mary Jo and Greg, we've got to take our news break at the bottom of the hour. Please stand by. Great having you both with us. We'll have to do this more often. Exonation. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Exonation, Mary Jo Fister and Greg Bush are our very special guests. Two great people that I had the honor of meeting while I was down in Florida, and two people now that I call good friends. We'll all be back on the other side of this commercial break as we continue here in the Exon from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Don't forget, you can always send me an email. It's very simple. All you have to do is just address your email to exxon at exxonradiotv.com. We'll all be back. Whatever you do, don't go away. And uh, don't forget to check out the programming available to you 24-7, 365, 
on the Exxon Broadcast Network at xzbn.net, including talking about Felsmere. Larry Lawson, the host of Paranormal State. Don't go away. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. There's a legend shared by many indigenous cultures of a time when the nations were cast to the four corners of the world. Each nation was given a body of sacred knowledge that held a different portion of the truth to preserve. True reality could not be known until all the nations reunited, combining the information. If a single one was missing, the world could not be reborn and darkness would prevail. The Science of Magic Radio is dedicated to reuniting the sacred knowledge. With the understanding, none of us has all the answers, but together we can open new perceptions and possibilities. Through our combined vision, the world can be reborn into a place where darkness no longer prevails. Join me, Gwilda Wiecka, and the Science of Magic daily on the Exxon Broadcast Network, xzbn.net, or visit us at thescienceofmagic.net. Gibbs A. Williams, Ph.D., is a practicing psychoanalyst, supervisor, researcher, and author in New York City. Much of his life has been dedicated to understanding nature and the uses of meaningful coincidences or synchronicities. His radical and original non-Jungian, non-mystical, non-magical theory of synchronicities illuminates much of the fog surrounding this challenging and perplexing topic. His ideas and manners are fresh, presented in a style that is both entertaining and highly informative. He is also an expert on crisis intervention, specially focused on violence reduction for the police and citizens, mastering anxiety, frustration, and stress without the use of medication, and effectively preventing and treating heroin addiction. Dr. Williams can be contacted at his email address at gwwilliamsny11 at aol.com or visit his website at... Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the X-Zone Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the X-Zone Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere. 24-7-365. True healing must address four levels, physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual, for us to live joyful and productive lives. We tend to treat three of the four, leaving the spiritual languishing. If you're tired of the same dysfunctional patterns cropping up in your life, soul balancing is for you. Trixie Phelps, owner and founder of Soul Balancing, is a naturally gifted energy healer trained in numerous esoteric forms, including shamanism. Trixie has created a powerful modality that safely and effectively clears your energetic field. A soul balancing session can remove interference, heal trauma, and restore your hope. Contact Trixie for a life-changing long-distance session today, www.soulbalancing.world.
Welcome back, everyone. Mary Jo Fister and Greg Bush are our special guests this hour. They are with Off the Trails Paranormal Investigations, and their website is Off the Trails Paranormal Investigations. Dot O-R-G. You know, uh, one of the things that a lot of people talk about today, I know I do, are the popularity of TV investigation shows when it comes to UFOs, ghosts, hauntings, demonic possession, cryptids, and so on. As, as what I consider to be legitimate paranormal investigators, have these shows helped or hindered what you guys do? I think both. Um, on the one hand, they definitely made it more mainstream, Mm -hmm. made it more um, acceptable to talk about. Um, On the other hand, it's a television show and everything has to be completed in 60 minutes. And so sometimes um, when we leave a house at one o'clock in the morning or one 30 in the morning and the client will say, so you have the results tomorrow morning? (laughs) (laughs) No, it doesn't work that way, but they don't realize that, when people on TV are showing the results, it actually days have gone by. Yeah, when they've, when they've been reviewing and analyzing. Greg, when you and your team with Mary Jo go into, uh, let's say, a residence and you do your investigation and you do confirm that there is paranormal activity caused by, let's say, a ghost, what do you do then? Well, after we review all the evidence, we uh, talk to the client. Mm-hmm. Uh, let them know what we found. And then we kind of give them an option. Uh, would you like us to come back and clear the house, do a uh, cleansing? Mm-hmm. Uh, or sometimes they're just, they're happy knowing who it was. You know, it's their great-grandmother. Uh, fine. Okay. They just say, that's fine. We'll just let her stay here. So there's, there's usually two different things that will happen like that. So I would imagine that the main thing is validation for them that something is going on and then the identification of the cause. And that helps them overcome their fears sure. once they know what it is. So. Listen, there's something I'd like to ask you guys as professional paranormal investigators. Why do you think that all or most of the paranormal investigations that are done by groups, as well as the paranormal shows, are done at night? Well, I think... Part of it is the reason is because a lot of the equipment seems to function better at night. Mm-hmm. Um, cameras and, and um, full spectrum lighting, uh, infrared lighting, uh, all lends itself toward nighttime. But doesn't... Um, and also it's that kind of cool factor where you're at night and it's mm-hmm. dark and it's also very quiet, which helps. Mm-hmm. Yes. But doesn't paranormal activity also happen during the day? Absolutely. It's always going on. And we've done investigations Hmm. during the daytime. Are the results the same? Or as you discussed a few seconds ago, based on the nighttime, it's quiet, the equipment works better, the spectrum lighting works better, the cameras work better. Is it more conducive to the investigation and not so much the, the nighttime factor? Well, I think in the daytime, if we can pick a time that it's quiet mm-hmm. and we do pull the curtains so that we are getting that can that the camera's able to do the the infrared right and i I think our results are about the same mm-hmm. what What changes would you both like to see in the paranormal community and I'll let's go with ladies first, Greg, so I'm going to ask Mary Jo this question okay. oh changes in the paranormal community i would like to see more sharing more Mm -hmm. openness um i would like to see more equipment and the technology improving i would really like to see that and i would like to see more co-investigations with different groups get together and investigate the same site what will happen and this is, I'm just, I'm just going to ask this, this question because it just came to mind, Greg. I haven't forgotten you, my friend. What will happen once the evidence has been found, irreputable evidence, of the existence of these spirits, these ghosts? What happens then? Well, I, I think as uh, John Tenney, who uh, we happen to admire as a, a very good paranormal uh, researcher, investigator, author, 
historian, mm-hmm. uh, said that once we do get that, then this becomes a science. Right now, it's just research. And once it becomes a science, it'll mm-hmm. become recognized. Uh, groups will be able to get um, grants from the government to continue their work. Uh, a lot of changes will happen. With over 3,000 investigation groups in the United States right now that that deal strictly with ghost hauntings and um, other, for example, exorcism, demonic, and so on and so forth. 3,000 groups. If we take a minimum of 10 people per group, how come the answers have not been found yet? That's a good question. Yes. And honestly, I'm not sure. Mm. I think sometimes it's lack of scientific method. Um, Sometimes people just don't understand what it is that's happening. And a lot of it is that we're getting results, but if we're not sharing that information, Mm -hmm. a lot of other groups don't really know what you have discovered. Bingo. Mm -hmm. Uh, Greg, what changes would you like to see within the paranormal community? I would kind of like to see the services we offer uh, valued. Uh, this is very controversial, I know, mm-hmm. and I have talked about it with others. Um, we are offering a service to people, and unfortunately, it was the TV shows that started the whole thing about, oh, you never charge for this. And I happen to disagree with that. I go along with it. But it's easy to say uh, don't charge people when the network is footing the entire bill for you and sending you all over the country and the world. But once you start charging, don't you take the the genuine aspect of the research or the investigation out of it and make it into just another business? Uh, I think... I'm not saying like charging our value per hour. No, no, you're I'm talking. Like, I, 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 hear you. I hear your. I, I hear your experience as a financial advisor coming in here. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know your time. Time is money. In well, it, yes, and, and mainly the thing I'm looking at is, mm-hmm. you know, if we're going to go up to Maine or to Georgia or to North Carolina, uh, at least a little help with expenses. Would be appreciated. But others will say, well, listen, you're down in Florida. There's groups up in Maine, New Hampshire, where you want to go. Why should we have to flip the bill for a group from Florida when we can use a local group? Okay, many times uh, we are the third, fourth, or fifth choice. Uh, people have tried to get local groups mm-hmm. to come. And uh, I tell you, there's a lot of groups that will not travel more than 20 miles outside their area. The same, the same is true within the UFO community. The same is true within the Bigfoot community. No matter what community within the paranormal, you will always find the majority of groups stay within a certain geographic area. And they, they tell me the reason for this is because this is where their expertise lies. Do you buy that? Or is it because they're too damn cheap to travel anywhere on their own dime? Oh, no, I'm not going to say that. Well, no, I'm not say that. <laughs> No, I, I think it's maybe a comfort zone. Uh, you know. Hey, listen, I wasn't trying to bait you guys. Believe me, I wasn't. No, no, I, I, know. <laughs> uh, I, I think it's just, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, a lot of the trouble, too, is, you know, Mary Jo and I are retired. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do have time to do these things. Sure. And other groups pretty much are limited to Friday or Saturday nights. Mm-hmm to do investigations and uh, if somebody calls and they're in a panic on Tuesday um, you know it's a, it's a big effort for a group where five people are working um, eight to five job eight to six job to come out and maybe stay there until three in the morning you know so, over the 26 years I've been doing this job I've had the opportunity of meeting a lot of people within mm-hmm. the paranormal community those who have had uh, experiences with ghost hauntings, things like a bump in the night, seen UFOs, claim to have seen Bigfoot, and so on and so forth. But I must say that you two 
and I'm not going to inc include Larry here because he's in a class of his own. He's a good, you know. Yes, he is. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes. Need I say more? Anyway, y y <laughs> you guys are credible. You're honest. You're down to earth. And this is what I look for in a group or a, or a person who claims to be a paranormal investigator. You guys are the real McCoys. No two ways about it. No two ways about it, which for me is a welcome change. But how do we get your credibility, your method of operation, your sincerity, the way that you work, the way that you look at doing the investigations, the way that you work from the heart, how do we get other people to understand that this is all part of being a true paranormal investigator? How do we do that, guys? Um, modeling behavior, maybe. Um, that would be one way. Mm -hmm. Maybe we could uh, teach a college class. Or not, maybe not even a not even a college class. I know that I know that Larry's working on a few darn things, and mm -hmm. you know I know that you're going to be working with him on those. You guys are going to shake the world in the right way. I hope so. Yes. Uh, I'm not a psychic, believe me. I, I've been trying to pick the lottery numbers for a number of years, and I haven't, so I know I'm not a psychic. <laughs> I've been told that doesn't work for psychics either. Really. <laughs> Oh, so I'm not alone. Oh, that's good. No. You know, um, Larry and I are, we're, are both, you know, come from law enforcement. Larry's still in. I haven't been in law enforcement for a number of years now. Do you think that the way that law enforcement handles investigations could easily be applied to the paranormal and, and the information shared to make it easier and more, uh, more accessible to the different types of evidence that certain people are taking away from certain investigations that can be applied to other investigations that other investigators are doing? Yes, definitely. Uh, as a matter of fact, we had the pleasure of uh, doing an investigation with Larry at the um, Lakeside Kenilworth, uh, Kenilworth Lodge. Lodge. Okay, mm. yes. And we got an example of his thought processes we were uh, doing one of the flashlight conversations mm -hmm. with the spirit in one of the rooms of one of the, our uh, team members. And the whole line of questioning was just amazing. Uh, his thought processes using uh, what a police officer would use. And we were very impressed with that. And I think that would translate very well for others. Mary Jo and Greg, we've got to take our final break for this hour. Please stand by, my good friends, Exonation. Mary Jo Fister and Greg Bush are our special guests. All right. And uh, if you'd like to find out more about either one of these two fine people, www.offthetrailsparanormalinvestigations.org. And uh, if you'd like to find out more about my good buddy Larry Lawrence, the host of the Paranormal Stakeout Show on the Exxon Broadcast Network, just go to www.xzbn.net. I am Rob McConnell. This is the Exxon, and you're listening to us on the Exxon Broadcast Network and in Europe on Radio X. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the X-Zone Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the Exxon Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. 
It saves your data plan and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. I am Dr. Carl O'Helvey, founder, president of a new cancer foundation focusing on evidence-based physical, mental, and spiritual interventions, including natural cancer cures, prayer, meditation, affirmations, nutrition, and other related holistic cancer prevention and cure modalities. These are used in cancer education, research, and financing care. I ask for your help to continue this important work by donating at www.holisticcancerfoundation.com. Wouldn't you love to know the secret to everything? I'm Dr. Kimberly McGeorge, and on The Secret to Everything, we will merge the practical with open investigation into all realms of the mysterious. We will talk to cutting-edge alternative health practitioners, those who inspire and motivate you in business and life, and of course, we will share stories of the paranormal, conspiracy, and cryptozoology. You will transform because of the frequency I carry, the frequencies my guests carry. Life may never be the same after you listen to this program. For the secret to everything is for you, the listener. For those who desire more in every area of their lives and believe that it can still be found. Listen and discover thesecrettoeverything.com. Little children aren't the only ones afraid of the dark. Millions of soldiers return from war zones with PTSD, anger, frustration, fear, and loneliness, much of which surfaces during the darkness of the night. You have the chance to change the lives of these American heroes. Songs and Stories for Soldiers.us provides free MP3 players for these men and women. With a list of 3 million songs in 16 different styles, 100,000 audiobooks, and 30,000 old-time radio programs, every veteran can find something to soothe and comfort them at no cost. All our players contain an 8-hour audio program designed to help veterans fall asleep. With 1,500-plus vets now participating, it's our goal to deliver 10,000 audio players this year. Go to our website at songsandstoriesforsoldiers.us. Help us help a veteran make it through the night. And welcome back, everyone. This is the Exxon. Uh, two friends of mine uh, that I've had the pleasure of uh, meeting in person when we were down in Felsmere at the Perry Unity Conference. Uh, the co-organizers, Mary Jo Fister and Greg Bush, are our guests this, uh, this segment. They are the organizers of Off the Trail Paranormal Investigations. And their website is www.offthetrailsparanormalinvestigations.org. What I'd like each one of you to do, and we'll start with ladies first, like we always do, Greg, um, Tell me about your most memorable paranormal investigation, Mary Jo. Wow. Okay, I've had a few. Um, But I'm going to say when we were in Mansfield Reformatory, um, we were up there with the whole team a few years ago. And Greg and I were coming in with Dorothy, who's my sister. And we met Angel, and she said, well, if you guys just wait a minute, I just want to stop in the ladies' room, and then I want to go with you to the next floor where you're going. Mm -hmm. And we said, okay, you know, we'll wait for you. And we waited, and we waited, and we waited, and she wasn't coming out. We were looking at each other and wondering what happened. And I started calling for her. I said, Angel, are you coming with us? What's going on? And we didn't see her, we didn't hear her, and so we were saying, well, maybe we should just go ahead. She's changed her mind or gotten distracted or something. And all of a sudden, she was in my face saying, Mom, you're not funny. Oh. Just 
just like that. And the three of us were just looking at each other and looking at her. And I said, where did you come from? She said, I've been standing over there for the last couple minutes and your joke wasn't funny. And I said, no, it wasn't a joke. We did not see you. And she said, well, I was saying I'm right here. And I said, we didn't hear you either. So it was like there was a curtain that was between her and the three of us. And she was able to see and hear us, mm-hmm. but we did not see or hear her. And yeah. I think that was probably pretty memorable because I'm a mother and I didn't see my own child. That is scary. That's happened to me yes. once. Uh, I was out with my younger daughter, with our younger daughter, Belinda. And uh, we, were at a, we were at one of our one of our favorite restaurants, and unbeknownst uh, to us, Belinda just kind of sat back on her chair, and the way that Laura and I were situated, we just couldn't see her, even though she was in the same area. And mm-hmm. that is the worst feeling in the world when you cannot find your child. Yes, it is. Even though she's a grown woman, but yeah. it was still pretty scary. It, mind, it mind you, there's been... all of us. Yeah, and mind you, there have been times when I haven't been able to find Laura in the shopping center, and that never seems to set me off. <laughs> That's totally different. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. I, I want her waking Greg, too. Aw, <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor Greg. <laughs> and Greg, you tell me about your most uh, memorable paranormal experience. It's, it's hard to choose between two. Well, tell me both of them, then. We've got a few minutes. Uh, well, um... One was at Rolling Hills Asylum up in mm-hmm. New York. And we, uh, Mary Jo and I and Angel were taking a break in their break room. And uh, one of the people on our team was, you know, was Bo at the time and uh, another person. They decided they needed to use the restroom, which is an outhouse outside. And we got a call. We, we looked out the window of the break room and there was red and blue lights flashing. And us here in Florida, that means police cars. So we were wondering what was going on. We got this uh, really frantic call. Mm-hmm. On our, our, and he said, get down here. Get down here right away. So we rushed down, expecting to see police cars everywhere. And there were no cars. Just the three of them standing out in the middle of the field, looking up in the sky. And we said, well, where are the police? And the owner of Rolling Hill said, there were no police. We said, well, we saw red and blue lights. And she said, well, police cars in New York only have blue lights. So that was completely unexplainable. And the window we looked out to see those lights flashing was on the second floor. Hmm. So the, the other one I'll, I'll quickly do is a parrot, uh, poltergeist case we did in Louisiana. Oh, yeah. Now, for, for our listeners who may not know what a poltergeist is, could you explain that, please? physical manifestation of uh, psychic energy and um, and human emotions. Okay. It's not a ghost, it's not a spirit, and it was. Uh, it, it was just, like, uh, you'll see that a lot of times in uh, adolescent teenagers, uh, things like that, who uh, are going through change. Uh, but this, in this case, it was just a bit of friction in the household. And they, uh, there, there was things being thrown around. We walked through the door, and Mary Jo and I both got hit with the little glass pebbles that you see in the bottom of aquariums. Mm-hmm. Um, we had things flying through the air, and you could hear it. It was like a, almost like a gunshot, and it would hit the wall, and it would get corn. And um, then the next time we went back, we returned there, uh, I got hit in the back with a six-inch candle. Wow. Those big, thick candles. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Mary Jo got hit in the head with a cold cream bottle that appeared out of nowhere. Yeah. And our psychic who was with us, she got hit in the back with a three-inch candle. It was a crazy, crazy experience. It's the first time we ever dealt with poltergeist. And uh, very fascinating. Yes, I, I would imagine um, that when you get clobbered with a candle, no matter what the size, out of nowhere, it's a, it's a frightening event. Listen, when you when you guys go into all these different places that are haunted, that have ghosts, have spirits, and possibly uh, negative entities, how do you protect yourself from bringing any of these unwanted guests home with you? It's 
Well, we, we always start our investigations with a prayer. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of our team members will have um, different crystals, stones, or moonstone or amethyst that they right. take because that is also protection. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we can imagine ourselves as being encased in a golden light. Uh, and then when we leave, we also try to end with the prayer and tell the spirits that they're not welcome to come with us, that maybe we'll come back and visit them at their house another time, but that they shouldn't come to ours. Have you ever had anything try to follow you home, even after you've done the the protection that you've just explained to us? Yes. How do you deal with that? You know, like... Well... We fall on our faith, for mm-hmm. one thing, right. um, and we also sage. Uh, we let the sunlight in. Uh, we had an incident not too long ago where something did come and did not want to leave. It was very reluctant to go. I had a mother-in-law so like that once, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't a mother-in-law. Oh, okay. Um, but we, um, we had daily sessions where we would say prayers we would imagine ourselves in this golden bubble pushing out from the house, getting rid of anything negative. Um, we saged every day. Yeah. And I asked my dad, who is with me quite often, um, to help me out spiritually. He's passed, but he's come back to help. Uh, we've got about three minutes left. And um, one, one thing I, I did want to ask both you and, and Greg was, have you ever encountered anything that is demonic? Maybe once um, in an opera house in Ohio. Mm -hmm. And um, we had a camera set up in the basement. um, Static night vision camera. Right. Infrared lighting. Right. And um, this was early on. And Greg was channeling his inner aggressor. Inner Zach Vegas. (laughs) And he said something about, oh, you're just boring us. You're not very interesting. And we got upstairs and we looked at the the monitors and it looked like the light in the camera was totally out. It was so dark in there. We went downstairs to check. And as we went downstairs, the obelisk said. When I got to the bottom step, it said my name on the obelisk. And then when we went into the basement itself, Mm -hmm. it was just, you couldn't see your hand in front of your face. Wow. And But the light was fine. The uh, uh, then it was the it was the spirit box. Yeah, spirit box said, "Die," like that. And then the obelisk said, "And we asked, who said that?" And you hear another voice come through and say, "Sarah." And then we hear the obelisk say, "Life, run." Life, and, <laughs> life, what? Life, life, run. Life run. So was, wow. Yeah, yeah it was, so it telling was, us to get out. It was other spirits saying, "You better get out of there." So and, we didn't run, but mm-hmm. we did leave. Yes. And we were we were sorry that we bothered him, and we weren't coming back again. Wow. But that was the only time in all the investigations that we've done. Listen, guys, the time has come when we must say so long for now. I want to thank you again for coming on. And like I said, we'll have to have you on at least once a month to give us an update on what's going on in the state of Florida when it comes to. The world of the paranormal. So I look forward to that. Glad to do that. Mary, look forward to talking with you. Uh, Mary Jo, take care of yourself, my dear. With regards to Thank your team, you. Greg, take care. And uh, so, tell me, are you still uh, golfing? No, I don't golf much anymore. I pick up a club every now and then, but that's about it. Don't much of a chance to do that. Quickly, give our listeners your website and how they can find out more about your organization. It's www. Off the Trails. ParanormalInvestigations.org, or also we update the uh, Facebook page a lot more often. It's, uh, of course, Facebook.com slash Off the Trails Paranormal Investigations. Guys, take care of yourselves. Thank you for joining us. Be safe out there. Thank you. You too. All right. Exo Nation, Mary Jo Fister and Greg Bush have been our guests. They are the co-organizers of the Off the Trails Paranormal Investigations and their website, www.offthetrailsparanormalinvestigations.org. I'll be back on the other side of this commercial break with the news as we continue here in the Exxon from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. 
My name is Rob McConnell. Don't go away. <laughs>